1: Hello and welcome to a bonus ode.
0: Oh, what? Of
1: Strong Language and Violent Scenes. We're doing one of these. Wow, holy shit. It's been a long time since we've done one of these.
0: Are you just forgoing the usual introductions?
1: Oh, fine. I'm Mitch Bain. I'm a horror writer. Yeah. A kind of lapsed horror writer and an occasional doer of musical
0: things. Yeah, this makes people comfortable, Mitch. It brings them in. It brings them into the cozy, warm bosom of our lovely, rich voices. Yeah. Um, and I'm Andy Stewart, yeah, owner of A Lovely Rich Voice.
1: Yeah, you oh. sure are.
0: Man. Mm. Yeah, so what the hell are we doing here
1: this time? <laughs> well, I think that regular listeners to the show might be able to have a wee guess at what we're doing just now. We are, of course, now less than a month away from the 20th. Fright Fest.
0: Yeah, and it's probably quite evident from the title of the episode, which, uh, w- although we're recording, the title has not been decided, it will most certainly have Fright Fest in it.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> it would be pretty guessable, I'm going to say, from context. Yeah. But yeah, of course, it is the 20th anniversary of uh, Fright Fest, the Arrow Video Fright Fest, of course. Uh, this year, the 22nd to the 26th of August, from the Central in Leicester Square in London... Uh, I'm going to be there for the duration.
0: You're kind of sizing up a P-ring, doing a classic Andy Stewart cameo appearance. I'm looking at being there for the karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> and then a swift exit, perhaps, on uh, Monday morning. Yeah, um,
1: Two films, ten pints, and a Tom Jones song and karaoke, <laughs> and then a way back on the bus.
0: <laughs> yep, that's a uh, way back feeling terrible.
1: But in um, amongst all that stuff, there is, of course, um, films and loads of them. Yeah,
0: uh, and while uh, it's, it's fair to say I'm probably not going to get to see a lot of these at the festival... I can look at the lineup of this festival and appreciate what an amazing lineup the guys have put together this year.
1: Yeah, massive hats off to uh, Alan Paul, Greg and Ian. Uh, this year, I think about as strong a lineup as there's been. I've been going since twenty thirteen, and I would say it's about as strong a lineup as I've seen.
0: Yeah, and I've been dipping in since I think twenty eleven, mm-hmm. um, in various capacities as writer and as a viewer. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing, and this lineup is no exception. And looking through the lineup. And um, what I've done, Mitch, is I have pulled together my 10 most anticipated titles.
1: Isn't that a happy coincidence? I have done that too.
0: This almost seems as if we've planned it.
1: Anyone would think. So, um, yeah, I think what we should probably do is we should talk through our respective 10s and just address kind of duplicates as they come up.
0: I just want to say I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm, finding it difficult to concentrate because I just opened a beer that has the most amazing ring pool. Yeah, I, I'm feeling like you haven't maybe seen one of these before. No, no, this is kind of this is kind of new to me. Um, it's the Bad Company Brewing and Distilling Boston Tea Party Hazed New England Ale. Oh, there we um, go. Other beers are available. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, it's a super cool ring pool, and uh, I feel like I I don't know. I feel great.
1: Just um, uh, while we're talking about what we're drinking this evening, I am drinking apothic red wine. <laughs> Other wines are available, but this one's my favourite.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in the past we've said we're not drinking. We definitely are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, no, we yeah, are this time. This time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but basically there is a bunch of amazing stuff across all the screens this year and across all the days. So we're going to shoot through uh, the things that we're most looking forward to, or the things that we think look the most promising. Yes. Um, before we get into our actual selections, we did leave a couple of things out of them to avoid accusations of nepotism because um, a few. People who've been guests on the show recently have ha- got some stuff playing, mm-hmm. and I think that it's worth mentioning that stuff. But I think if we included it in our most anticipated list, it might look a little bit shady.
0: Um, I, 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 for one, don't agree with that assessment at all. If I, if, and I'm sure the the guests that we've had on who have got things playing, they wouldn't mind potentially not making my top ten. That's also in, true. In I'm sure, of, yeah. in, mm-hmm. in favor of other other films that maybe suit my tastes more, mm-hmm. or maybe just float my boat a little bit more um, so... I have compiled my list purely from the things I want to see, and there may be some overlap with guests mm-hmm. in my in my top ten. We haven't looked at each other's top tens. That's true, really we so haven't mentioned. So we don't know if there is overlap.
1: But um yeah, before we get into them, I do want to talk quickly about um obviously just as recently as a couple of weeks ago we had Paddy Murphy on the show. We did, yeah. And um The Perished is showing on the Monday, uh in the main screen. Uh it's Paddy's second feature. I think that it looks really, really promising. No, I think I think this looks I think this looks really promising. I think that it sounds like a really interesting and kind of smart way to tackle something that's still a hot button issue both um, in Ireland and elsewhere Sure, sure. and um, yeah I think that tying that in with a supernatural thing I think it's going to be really interesting I'm really interested to see how it plays out because I think that when you're coming in and tackling a topic like abortion you have to come in with a take Sure, yeah. Um, To make it interesting, and I'm really curious to see exactly what that take is. Um, Staying with things that guests from the show are involved in, there is a Hex Media presence at Fright Fest this year. Again, I believe on the Monday, I think. First thing on the Monday morning. Yeah, it is,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, in the past, we had, uh, way, way back, in fact, we had Laurie Brewster on.
1: And uh, even earlier than that, episode six, Mitch Wilson.
0: Yeah, so um, obviously Laurie's kind of the brains behind For We Are Many, which is why I chose to mention him Mm 1st uh, but yeah, Mitch Wilson, the director of Knuckle Bones, who joined us away, way back in the, the earliest, po- almost the earliest possible guest we had, I think. Yeah, it was I think. second
1: or third guest we ever had. Episode 6, uh, Blair Witch 2.
0: Yeah, Mitch has got a segment in for We Are Many, um, as does Paddy himself. Yeah. And a friend of the show, Mark Logan, also has a segment in there.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm 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 100% going to be in there for that one. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, and also Nick Vince in there as well.
0: Nick pops up in there a couple of times, um, and so do a couple of other people who ha- I have worked with on various other things. So uh, it's pretty cool to see a bunch of people that I know cropping up in this. So it would be cool if I was able to to catch it before I had to head off.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Like I say, I think that like a lot of people that I am very happy to support. Yeah, I think, uh, with their names on this definitely.
0: one. Something else I just want to quickly mention: uh, shorts related. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, our friend Gel Gavargizian has her new short "One Last Meal" playing. Yeah,
1: starring none other than Mr. Matt Mercer.
0: Two-time guest Matt Mercer.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh yeah, definitely. Um, well, this actually might be a good lead-in to one of the first uh, of my ten. Okay. Because I really want to go to the shorts block where that's playing. Right. However, I've got a clash on my hands. Oh. Because okay. in okay. the main screen... Go on. Uh, we have, at that same time, Chelsea Stardust, Satanic Panic.
0: Satanic Panic makes my top 10 match. Oh, okay. So well, there we go. Straight away, we have some consensus yeah we have consensus
1: Um, yeah I haven't decided which side of the line I'm on in this I think I might end up with the shorts block for this but Satanic Panic looks great it's a European premiere I can understand why it appeals to you given that it has been billed as the devil rides out meets society
0: yeah it also features previous guest AJ Bowen
1: Yeah, Yeah. who's actually in a couple of things that are on. He is actually (laughs) in
0: a couple of things that are in my list here as well. Also written by Grady Hendrix and Ted Geegan.
1: Ah, Ted Geegan of We Are Still Here fame.
0: Yeah, and Mohawk, and Grady Hendrix of My Best Friend's Exorcism, and Paperbacks from Hell, and a whole bunch of other things.
1: So some real names involved in this and Chelsea Stardust of course uh, like uh, directing this one this is uh, getting a decent amount of fuss made about
0: it. And rightly so I think. It's, a, one, it's, it's one of the newest films that's been kind of released on the Fangoria label mm-hmm. which obviously Fangoria did uh, Puppet Master The Littlest Reich and they're doing Joe Bigos' VFW and I believe Fangoria are currently doing the now shooting Castle Freak remake. Oh cool, okay, okay. Barbara Crampton in Albania. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah, so what you have here is a cancer survivor, Sam. Eking out a living as a pizza delivery driver, uh, she makes a delivery to a kind of wealthy suburban neighbourhood in the hope that she'll get kind of a generous tip out of it. Accidentally stumbles on a satanic ritual and has to make her escape.
0: <laughs> See, that sounds great to me. And uh, I was sold the minute I saw the devil rides out meets society. Mm-hmm, yeah, that, yeah, to me was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I couldn't care less about any of the rest of it. Um, if I didn't know. <laughs> even yeah
1: even the names attached and this kind of like uh this kind of uh, cult horror who's who cast as well
0: yeah but i mean it's played a bunch of other festivals in the run-up to fright fest mm-hmm. um and from what i've been hearing it's really well received
1: yeah this sounds fully like it's going to be one of those big crowd pleasers that people are talking I about think so, yeah. well after I the think fact it might be. Yeah. yeah i think it's, it's it's looking like an exciting one I, so i hope that i see it at some point whether it be here or elsewhere it's a european premiere though which is always cool as well
0: yeah definitely i'm going to score that off my list and i'm just going to pick something off my list then to talk about How sure about yeah yeah go now, for, that's it, so go for it we'll do it we'll go turn around yeah, um, Coming in on my most anticipated list is Juan Ortiz's Fingers Okay, cool, right, so this
1: isn't on mine I, I'm seeing something else when this is on I, I remember virtually nothing about this, so well, there, I remind have, me Fill I have me a in.
0: note of a clash here, so I'm going to say that what you're seeing is the clash
1: Okay, so like, let's talk about this, you can tell me what the clash is and we'll go into it that way in Okay, my next turn. yeah,
0: that's a perfect segue, well done Mitch uh, so this is a European premiere. It stars Jeremy Gardner, oh okay, um, director of The Battery and the recent something else, which
1: has just been announced for Mayhem.
0: Something else has. Yep. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also stars Michael St. Michael's uh, uh, from The Greasy Strangler, <laughs> the very same. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what?
1: It's it's been like a year or two years, and I still don't know if I like The Greasy Strangler.
0: We should watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, so uh, yeah, Amanda has a finger phobia and an abject loathing of all human strangeness So she decides to read and take pointers from a recommended self-help book Dr Scotty's Follow Me, I Know The Way <laughs> Meanwhile, two hitmen are hired by the mysterious fox, played by St. Michael's, okay. uh, to cut the fingers off the mild mannered talkie panda to satisfy his lust for revenge. How they connect causes shocks to the system and they need to kill their fears. Remarkable. That okay, fucking amazing. it's does sound <laughs> great, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, right, what could be so important that I'm not watching that?
0: I believe it clashes with porno.
1: <laughs> yes, porn is what I'm seeing, but it's also not on my list.
0: Oh, right. Well, it's, it's not. A, it's, not on it's not mine. It's not. Oh, well. Okay. Well, it's strange strange that then. Yeah. So again, European Premier. Allow me to give you the synopsis of this one, Mitch. Uh, Abe is a burgeoning pervert with a guilty conscience. A burgeoning pervert. Yeah, just blossoming, just coming <laughs> out, coming out of his box. Uh, <laughs> an oh. apprentice pervert. <laughs> uh, He's
1: is in the pervert graduate scheme. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Continue. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Todd is is, is his spaced out BFF and partner in Grime. Oh. Uh, Chaz is a girl with a boy's name who hides her feelings behind a thick layer of goth eyeliner. Okay. And Ricky is the star jock with a secret in his pants he dare not expose. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, What these employees could never have guessed is that the wholesome movie theater they usher at used to have another screen in the basement. And when they find it, they unleash an alluring succubus demons style. Oh, hello who gives them a sex education written in blog. This sounds like an absolute riot. It sounds fucking amazing. And I saw Fright Fest post something the other day about porno branded condoms. Being given away.
1: Yep, that is true. That is true. Not the first time that no, uh, not. condoms
0: Reviews views a promotion,
1: promotional item. I believe that Jonathan Strayton's Night of Something Strange had yep. them a couple years ago as mm-hmm. well. But yep, no, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I think, that, uh, I think that's the, playing at the end of a day and I think that it sounds yep, like a really good is. closer. Um, so I'm going to pull something from my list now. Sure. Um, and so this is an interesting one for me because so the film that I'm talking about is Daniel Isn't Real. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, from Adam Egypt Mortimer. It's on my list. Oh cool. Okay, good. Right. So um so this is an interesting one for me because I'm just gonna say I don't like Adam Egypt Mortimer's other work.
0: That's absolutely fine, um, It's I, just me and I, you I, here. No one else is ever going to hear this. No one's going to hear it, now. <laughs> um, uh,
1: I don't like a segment in Holidays. Um, I really, really didn't like um, Some Kind of Hate. Uh, neither of those two things did really anything for me at all. Okay. Um, so when I read about Daniel wasn't real, I was like, oh, this this sounds kind of interesting. So um, what you have here is um, a troubled young man's imaginary friend from childhood returns as an adult eager to indulge in darkly disturbing desires. That sounds pretty interesting, but... Um, I was kind of a little bit apprehensive for the reasons I just mentioned. Okay. However, have you seen the trailer for this?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've i been following this film with some interest um
1: yeah i mean like people like people oh this is screened elsewhere already yeah and uh, this is the uk premiere of this one um people are going crazy for this they're talking um and it's from the producers of mandy and apparently it's got a kind of mandy feel to it which is sounds good to me i'll
0: tell you who's coming out a lot lately is patrick Schwarzenegger. yeah a lot of talk a lot of talk
1: about his performance in this but from the trailer i was also like from some of the lighting and some of the score and stuff like that i was getting a little bit of a neon demon vibe it just it really wasn't what i was expecting at all yeah um and I'm kind of like I don't want to say uh, yeah I'm kind of all turned around on the subject. It's like really up there amongst the ones that I'm most curious about, and I'm really interested to see um what kind of bearing it has on my opinion on him as a filmmaker as well.
0: But yeah, I mean, I I, I try not to be so down on a, a filmmaker when a new film comes out. I tend to approach anything new with a kind of a kind of wary interest. Yeah, that's fair, and I think because that like I, I don't like to think that somebody's part or, or the perception of somebody in the past well can i in any way influence my opinion of the films that they make down the line there's kind of something
1: in that i think and also what i would say is i know that like i just said um, that i had a few problems with uh, some kind of hate but i think that i'm more interested in the output of filmmakers who make who have previously made things that i really don't like than I am with people who have made films that I just don't care either way about. <laughs> so like um, so yeah, I'm I'm really curious about this. But like I say, I just I think that the trailer was a pleasant surprise. The buzz about this is really exciting. And um yeah, I've just I'm um, I've kind of I've kind of won on the optimism scale for this. And now it's right up amongst the things that I'm most jazzed for.
0: I'll tell you who fucking loves this film. Go on. Past guest JK
1: Oh really? Yeah, he's been he's been um he's been uh, a well he's seen
0: it. I think he's seen it four or five times now at various festivals. He has been uh,
1: doing an incredible circuit <laughs> um, of the festivals this year. I've really enjoyed. Um, uh, it's actually on Facebook. Uh, Leave no film festival unturned. Yeah, uh, go follow it because it's so interesting and so fun.
0: Yeah, Jay is trying to do everything.
1: Yeah, and he's and he's doing a really good job.
0: I don't know how he affords it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's some guy. Yeah, but yeah. like um, yeah, but I have noticed that he's been talking about this one a lot, and um, yeah, that, that's kind of contributing to the hype. You know, a fellow Saw six enthusiast. You know, I can trust oh, his opinion. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. I'm all turned around on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, do you want to go for something? You want to pick something? Yeah, I'm going to go for something that I've been watching as well with a bit of interest, and I'm really excited. I I don't see how this can fail to be anything than a stone cold crowd pleaser. Go for it. Alexandra Aja's Crawl
1: Okay this is cool Because this is also not on my list But I am looking forward to it So fire away
0: So yeah Alex Aja If you don't know Obviously the director of High Tension mm-hmm. played Romance And then went on to do the remake Of The Hills of Eyes And then went on to do the remake Weirdly of Piranha mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Back again Doing something I Absolutely must see Produced by Sam Raimi as well so, Oh nice uh, Nice Yeah so yeah So no bullshit here uh, Synopsis uh, <laughs> When a massive hurricane hits her Florida hometown, competitive swimmer Haley ignores evacuation orders to search for her missing father. Finding him gravely injured in the crawl space of their family home, the two become trapped by quickly encroaching floodwaters. As time runs out to escape the strengthening storm, both discover the rising waters are the least of their fears. The local alligator farm has been destroyed, and its inhabitants are on the loose. Apparently, this is fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, I think nothing about this on paper sounds like it won't work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the stuff I've read, I think it's on release now in America.
1: Yeah, I believe that's true. Um, Yeah, in fact, yeah, Bloody Good Horror, an episode about just this week. It must be on general.
0: Right. Well, uh, yeah, um, I I, I must see this. This sounds fucking amazing.
1: Yes. um, It's part of what is, in fact, this is actually a reasonable segue, because it's part of an incredible opening night, I think. Which ends on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Not on my list. Not on my list either, actually, although I'm sure it's going to be great. However... Opening film on opening night. Ant Timpson's Come to Daddy. Is on my 10. Uh, is on my 10. So, um, Ant Timpson, again, his uh, his production CV is incredible.
0: Yeah, Death Gazo, maybe a Death. Yeah, his
1: name's on a lot of really amazing stuff. And um, it's UK premiere, Come to Daddy. Correct. Uh, starring Elijah Wood. Yeah. No less. And Stephen McCarty from Pontypool and
0: X-Files and a bunch of stuff.
1: So, I think this looks really interesting. Uh, basically, what you have here, an urban hipster.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mitch. Uh, faces,
1: uh, faces major daddy issues in a coastal Oregon town and a deliciously edgy stunner. Uh, so Norval Elijah Wood's character um, unexpectedly invited to join his estranged father at uh, his kind of cliffside home. He's desperate to impress him, kind of stretches the truth of his own life to the point that his dad snaps. Apparently what follows then is this incredibly twisty and gory thing. This sounds like a little bit like I don't know like a little bit your next, a little bit cheap thrills, all family drama kind of thing. This sounds like something I am all in for. Me too. Yeah, I think th- this sounds like something that is going to be a lot of fun. Also, I really, really, in general, like Elijah Wood genre work as well.
0: I I just generally like, like Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood yep, say, yeah. yep. I, I mean, I, I think he's great. Yep. I really uh, yeah, I
1: totally agree. Actually, yeah, yeah. Just when, in fact, when you were talking about um Alex Azra a little minute ago, I just I was thinking that he produced Frank Calvin's Maniac.
0: He did, yeah. yeah uh, and yeah, I was thinking about Ledgerwood yeah. there
1: as well. But you know, I think, come to that, it's a great pick for an opening film as well. I would say, on paper, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, going to get people really nicely fired up.
0: Well, that would be the hope.
1: Yeah, That certainly. would be the hope. Certainly. And
0: if that doesn't, then I'm sure Crawl will. Yeah, yeah. And if definitely. that doesn't, I'm sure Scary Stories to tell, <laughs> tell in the Dart will. Although, it got, a, I think, a PG-13 rating in America. Really? So, I mean, you're looking at a 15 or a hard 12A in the UK?
1: That's kinda of interesting. Although I guess when you consider that the source material is a book well, for kids, yeah, you know the source, like, source
0: material is for I think eight to twelve year olds or something like that.
1: Yeah, so maybe it follows that that it's that like that's the kind of rating it's securing. Uh I am gonna fire into something else. Okay. Um I have got Bliss on my list.
0: I also have Bliss on my list. Bliss might be my most anticipated film of the festival.
1: Does sound pretty great. Um so directed by uh, joe bigos
0: yeah who did almost human and uh
1: the mind's eye the mind's eye yeah released over here of course as supernatural forces uh, don't. for some reason don't. um yeah i am um, i haven't seen almost human i'll admit but um i have seen uh the mind's eye which i think is like all right i really like it. i'm not as crazy about it as some people are um but bliss i think sounds really really interesting uk premiere here again this also produced, if I'm not mistaken, and I know that I'm not, because we talked about it last week, by uh, Matt
0: Mercer. <laughs> yeah, from, incredibly fresh in your memory. Yeah, two-time guest on the show. it's also produced by Graham Skipper. Also a guest on the show. Yeah, it's two-time guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: yeah, we love those guys. Um, yeah, Bliss, I think, sounds uh, really cool. Really, really cool. Uh, as, I can't wait.
0: It's shot in 16mm, and that's going to look fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, It's everything I want from a film. Yeah, your shorthands in Elpsis here is a
1: brilliant painter facing the worst creative block of her life turns to anything she can to complete her masterpiece, spiraling into a hallucinatory hellscape of drugs, sex and murder in the sleazy underbelly of Los Angeles.
0: You know who else is in this? Go on. Jeremy Gardner. Ah, he's doing well. <laughs> he's gets around. Yeah, he's having a time. Excellent.
1: Uh, yeah, this sounds great. And uh, yeah, loads of people that um, whose work I really like. Um are there kind of like have their fingers in this particular pie. I am I'm well up for this. I think it sounds great. It's part of um, a real hot streak on a main screen one day for me, I think. Also, we'd be kind of remiss to not mention the short this is running with.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So Josh Ether, who was in Almost Human, and I think did a bunch. He's done a bunch of editing. He's edited a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think he edited We Are Still Here, and he was involved in Beyond the Gates. Mm-hmm. He's just a. He just does so much.
1: Stuff. We, should, we really need to get him on the show if he's been involved in Beyond the Gates.
0: To complete the the Beyond the Gates, we've still got a way to go. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people still got, but, yeah. but we,
1: yeah, we need we need to get that entire crew.
0: Yeah, we're coming for you, Jesse Merlin. <laughs> you're, you're next, <laughs> Jesse Merlin. You just keep watching your messages. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, his said uh, his first short film, I believe, Gutter, um, plays before. Bliss, which is cool because I think he also edited Bliss. Ah, uh, yeah, he's like
1: also got production credit on Bliss as well. Right.
0: So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh,
1: yeah. Also, another press release that involves the term underbelly of Los Angeles.
0: Sure, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> so um,
1: yeah. So presumably it ties in kind of nicely. Yeah, what you have here is uh, what would you do for a bed to sleep in? A young woman struggles to survive on the crusty underbelly of Los Angeles. Uh, this sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously it sounds like a really cool thing to pair with this, like a really natural, a really natural kind of couple. So, um yeah, I think this is going to be just like a really nice kind of like event screening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and I, w- I, w- I would imagine if Joe and um, Matt are there and stuff like that, then Josh will also be there.
1: Yeah, I, I would imagine
0: I, I so. would imagine that's pure speculation.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice though. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, that just so happens to be on both of our lists, but your turn.
0: Yeah. Okay. I am gonna go in that case with I Trapped the Devil.
1: Ah, this is on my list too.
0: Ah, is it indeed?
1: Directed by the one and only Josh Lobo.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Man, very close to our heart, and also uh, starring amongst other people, AJ Bowen, who we had on way way back talking Jaws: The Revenge. Uh, also, Jocelyn Donahue from House of the Devil. Yeah. I again. Um, like I mean, this is like it's it's I really love devil adjacent titles. Yeah. And, and Jocelyn's filmography.
1: Um, very true. UK Premier here, and it's a Christmas horror film, and if there's one thing that we love at Fright Fest, it's a Christmas film in summertime.
0: Yeah. And
1: this sounds great. Um, basically, you have um, a couple uh, played by uh, A.J. Bowen and uh, southbound Susan Burke. Yeah. Uh, so they show up at uh, his brother Steve's house. Steve here, played by uh, Scott Poitras uh, from the Sleepy Hollow TV show. And uh, so this reminds me a little bit, because basically he's trapped a guy in his basement and he's convinced that the guy that he's trapped is the devil. <laughs> um this reminds me in story, and I think that I'm getting the impression that tonally and kind of like in general feel it's gonna be way different. But premise wise, this reminds me of a little bit of a Discovery Screen film from a couple of years ago, Mickey Keating's Pod.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which again was kind of about uh unspecified entity in the basement, although obviously in Pod it was way less specified than this. Sure, sure. But um yeah, this kind of thing really tends to work for me. These things that unfold in one house and the central mystery is whether or not someone is insane, um and all that kind of thing. Uh all sounds really great. I I, um, yeah, this was kind of like as soon as I heard about this because I think that when AJ was on the show, which was ages ago now, mm-hmm. I think that he maybe touched on this then. Yeah, and yeah. I think that like just I'm,
0: as he did with Satanic Panic.
1: Yeah, and I've been keeping one eye on it pretty much ever since then. I was, I was, it was high on my list of things that I really wanted to appear.
0: Now, am I right in thinking that this also is available in the states?
1: I, um, was- I believe it is. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's available now in the states. Yeah, but um, a UK premiere here, and uh, yeah, no, I think I think this looks great. I think that it's got. The, kind of, like, the people that are involved in it tend to make things that I like and I respond to. The story and the whole kind of chamber piece thing, text my boxes. Uh, it's, it's a closing film one day and it clashes, I think, with Why Don't You Just Die, which looks like a lot of fun, <laughs> but I kind of feel like this is one of those ones that has me written all
0: over it. Yeah, I would have... Pointed you in this direction, I think.
1: Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm really, really buzzing for I trap the devil. Um, so my turn, I guess. Yes, so. Uh, um, so I am going to turn my attention to something that I suspect might be on your list as well okay um girl on the third floor
0: it very much is yeah so it's it's a toss up between this and bliss for my most anticipated film of the festival
1: girl on the third floor might be mine this is the directorial debut of travis stevens who has produced most things that i have loved (laughs) in the last few years um his name is on things like we are still here starry eyes starry eyes oh god be still my beating heart i fucking love starry
0: eyes mohawk yeah uh
1: Whatever his directorial debut was going to be, I was always going to be all in for it. It just so happens that this sounds great.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, this sounds very much up my street. I think it's fair
1: to say. Uh, C M Punk. C M Punk. Yeah. WWE's the C M Punk. Also
0: Emily. cropping up in uh, the Soska sisters' rabid. Oh yeah,
1: he's having a, he's having a good time of it as well. Um, <laughs> with, <laughs> with her, yeah, uh, wrestling behind them,
0: acting in front of them. Here we go.
1: Yeah, but appearing here is Don Koch who is uh, renovating his new Victorian home for himself and his pregnant wife.
0: That might actually be pronounced cock.
1: Possibly. Cock. Who am I to to speculate? Um, But yeah, um, this, as this unfolds, and as he kind of does this and spends time in this old house, soon discovers the house has its own dark and very sordid history. Paranormal activity meets body horror in Cronenberg and things here, apparently. uh, This has all the hallmarks of something that I think we'd both really like,
0: possibly yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. Do, was there anything about what you just said that might indicate why it's up there as one of my most anticipated films the, of the festival?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, like, do you like body <laughs> horror? Like, <laughs> That's
0: been known. Yeah. like It's just um,
1: it's just, it's just not one of those things, it's just not, if, there's not something also I think the, you've ever mentioned.
0: There's also the word slime in that. Yeah. so uh, yeah.
1: And you do love slime, I'm slime dad. There's no denying it. I'm a human slug. Uh, yeah, no, I am. I'm all over this. I can't wait for it. I think it sounds great. Like, say, I was always going to be all in for what Travis did as a directorial debut, but this does sound like something that
0: I'm really, really going to take. You got um anything anymore? I've got one more and a special mention.
1: Okay, well, let's do the special mention first.
0: Okay, so the special mention is something that I wanted to include in my top ten. Okay, but but there was other things that just edged it a little bit and it's uh, Larry Fessenden's depraved.
1: this is in my ten ah cool um, okay yes Fessenden does Frankenstein <laughs> yeah. so this is a glass eye picks thing I'm assuming
0: yes you're absolutely right in that so produced by former guest Jen Wexler
1: yeah. <laughs> I just realised how many people we've had on the show That have been involved in so much cool stuff
0: Yeah, yeah, we have been very lucky We really have, we really have
1: been, we really have been People have been uh, people have been very quick to indulge our whims Which is uh, very, very nice of them <laughs> uh, Yeah, this sounds awesome uh, It's an opener within, on a day And it's touching 114 minutes Jeez. Um, So, uh, yeah, you've got um, Henry A disillusioned field surgeon here uh, Who makes a man out of body parts And reanimates him uh, For his money-grabbing best friend To use as a surrogate research for cures for battle disfigurement. Yeah, incredibly complex.
0: I I really like Fessenden's films, like his his directorial stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I like Larry Fessenden as an actor, and it's always nice to see him popping up and stuff. Yeah, his own films, How uh, about Wendy Go? He's really fucking good, and his films are really interesting, really complex, and there's much more going on in Larry Fessenden's films than there might seem. Just for reading, even reading that synopsis, I can almost guarantee you the film is more complex than even that synopsis.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, um, yeah, I, I think that I think that putting this on first on a day is a good piece of programming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like uh, I think that but like, you, you're probably it's gonna need, it's gonna be something that's probably gonna command your undivided attention. Yeah. So I think that doing that first thing in the morning is maybe not a bad show. Uh, but yeah, no this this was another one that was on my list going in yeah, that I really? was really hoping would be there. So I'm excited that it's there. I'm really excited to check it out.
0: It got edged out by. <laughs> Critters attack.
1: Ah, I should have guessed.
0: <laughs> it was a real toss up situation, like literal coin in hand moment. Yeah. So I, if I'm faced with a serious Larry Fess and then uh, modern day Frankenstein mm-hmm. or Critters. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my uh, I'm. I'm always going to Critters uh, That's in fair. a festival situation. That's nine fair. times out of ten, I would say, in fact, I'm going to Critters.
1: Um, see, just before we launch into Critters, when you said modern-day Frankenstein, it reminded me that this is not the first time in recent years at fest that a horror icon has retold Frankenstein, um, because it was two, three years ago we had Bernard Rose's Frankenstein, which was about a 3D-printed one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we'll
1: which don't. was unbelievably. Have you seen it? Yeah. I love it. Um, It's really depressing, and it's not nearly as silly as it sounds by description. It's actually incredibly harrowing, but it's fantastic. So yeah, anyway, yes, Critters. Critters Attack.
0: Critters Attack, yeah. Um, I don't really know what more you want me to say. Uh, The title says it all. Yeah, I mean, I I
1: have no dog in this fight. I haven't seen any of the Critters films.
0: Oh, wow. Fuck. Okay, well, um, Critters are back. Uh, Critters are big again, Uh, obviously. uh, And they're making Critters great again. Yeah, yeah, kind of, because there was the Shudder exclusive series this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have Critters Attack um, bringing back Dee Wallace as well. I don't know if she's playing the same character she plays in the original Critters, but yeah, those uh, angry little balls are for her back. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I kind of feel the same way about Critters Attack as I felt about Puppet Master The, the Littlest Reich. Okay. Where it, it just, I, I can't see past it. Do you Know what I mean? Like, there's so much good stuff on this lineup, but my eyes constantly drawn towards Critter's Attack. <laughs> yes, okay. And so, Critter's Attack rounds out my top 10 most anticipated. Cool. Films, I suppose. Cool. Um, I have a remaining three oh fuck
1: that uh, we How haven't talked about yet yeah so we had a decent amount of overlap but yeah um uh, i have a couple so first up uh, jennifer reader's knives and skin
0: sure okay yeah
1: uh when you hear the synopsis for this it's not going to surprise you at all this is something that i uh that i will respond to it's that filtered through the dna of heather's mean girls and dazed and confused jesus and it's billed as a tender feminist teen noir fantasy so here you've got um, a drum majorette's disappearance, sure. traumatizing small-town residents as secrets are revealed, destroying some relationships and strengthening others. Uh, yes, give me all of this. Give yeah. me all of this. It sounds yeah. fucking amazing. Think, apparently, again, from the press release, it says, uh, Sophia Coppola meets David Lynch on the set of High School Musical. <laughs> so basically, right, if it's... Okay. Uh, it's Whatever. If it, if it's like a Heather's-y thing that's married in with let's say the Virgin Suicides and Mulholland Drive, I will take that and, uh, all states day.
0: Right here. <laughs>
1: states right, yeah. Um, yeah. No, this this sounds great. Um, it's right up there. I would say that. Like when I was doing this originally, I had it in like this in order of preference, and I had it second behind Girl on the Third Floor. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I've just got a good feeling about it. I think that it's going to be one of those ones. That okay. I'm gonna come away and bend people's ear about Mark Marcus Words,
0: listeners, Marcus Words.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens when we do the review episode. You know, maybe I'll be eating my words. We'll yeah. wait and see. But you know, Jennifer Readers, knives and skin, really looking forward to this. Um a couple more I have left and um for a couple of well, kinda similar reasons, but um I've got Halloween party. On right. my list. The synopsis for Halloween Party sounds absolutely preposterous. Um <laughs> So, um, what you have here is, uh, they were known as the Halloween Party, a group of five badly disfigured children who made a pact to take revenge on a world who couldn't look at them. Unwittingly that. released from their closet grave by a Halloween-themed computer meme, they now take malevolent joy in terrorizing college students with their worst fears. So, uh, yeah, obviously, like I say, this sounds very silly. Does it? Um, I think so. However, um, it's directed by Jay Dahl, okay. who directed a film that I love that is kind of one of those. If, it's a wonder that I haven't done it on an Andy versus Mitch
0: episode. Oh yeah, this, this, this sounds loaded with foreboding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he directed There Are Monsters. Ah, shit, right, okay, yeah.
1: Uh, back around about 2015 kind of time. I know people who absolutely like vociferously hate. Yeah, there are yeah. monsters. It's um uh, that's that were in the same screening as me. When there are monsters finished, I loved it so much that I just assumed that everyone else would. Like it was genuinely astonishing to me that I turned around and started talking to people who genuinely hated it as much as I loved it. <laughs> um, but I kind of became this kind of. I kind of started taking this kind of perverse satisfaction and being the person that was rooting the for the yeah you know what to quote marge simpson there's no shame in being a pariah um and uh, yeah i love there are monsters and i've gone to bat for it a bunch of times in the intervening years um i really really loved it and i just it's just one of those things i hadn't kept an eye on what j dal has been doing in the interim sure and as it's, and i completely just idly when i was planning and doing my scheduling for the festival this year i clicked on halloween Party and i saw his name and i was like i don't care what else is on i'm watching the follow-up to there are monsters
0: Okay. Um.
1: So yeah, I am. Um, I'm really, really excited for it. I just like. I'm really interested to see what he does next, sure. and to see if people like it any more than they did. There are monsters, but uh, you know what? The next time we do an Andy vs. Mitch episode, I'm doing There Are Monsters. I love it.
0: Ah, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's
1: happening. Right. Okay. Um, although hopefully that won't be. For, hopefully that won't be for a while. He says. We have some it. guests lined up. Yeah, so we do have a
0: few. We we can look down into the the barrel of days to come mm, yeah yeah and it uh, is lined with guests it is it is <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um the road to fry fest is paved with guests sure <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. i have one more and again it's no major surprise to anyone that listens to the show and hears me talking about films a lot um as you know i haven't seen as much stuff as a lot of people have um i haven't seen that much genre films compared to pretty much anyone who's ever been okay, on the show
0: is this going to be like a classic
1: no, um, it's kind of like um, a big deal film for me, like a film that I watched really early doors when I was first getting into horror that made me want to not watch just multiplex horror and kind of go down the indie horror route, pretty okay. much got me to where I am, was Lucky McKee's May.
0: Ah, okay. Are you going to talk about Darling?
1: Uh No. Although I know that Darling is a sequel to The Woman.
0: Oh fuck! Of course, no. Well, uh, Lucky directed- McKee has yes. a film. <laughs> yeah, but like,
1: but but although Bears mentioned Darling, yet yeah, i um, sequel to Lucky McKee's The Woman directed by Pollyanna McIntosh. That's showing. That's in a tough clash situation for me, but I really <laughs> want to see it. Um, but no, Lucky McKee is here with a film now. Generally, I think his films are great. I'm not so hot on um, All Leaders Die.
0: Yeah, not not am I.
1: Yeah, a little bit cold on that one. Uh, generally, apart from that, I think that he is fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah, he generally makes stuff that I think is absolutely wonderful um and he's here with uh kindred spirits yes which is his first film since all Leaders die which i think makes it his first film in four or five years um be. yeah which is cool and i mean um so you've got thora birch um starring in this
0: <laughs> alongside
1: um caitlin Stacey, who is from all Leaders die uh but apparently puts in an absolute star turn in this and uh, also macon blair
0: oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah,
1: indie horror, every man. <laughs> making Blair. Uh, indie horror stalwart. Yes, yes, I love that guy. Um, so, what you have here is um, so Thora Birch is the lead here as Chloe, a single mother in a clandestine relationship with her neighbor Alex that even her daughter knows nothing about. But when her sister Sadie comes back home after a long unexplained absence, a grim incident from the past rears its horrific head once more. Oh now, I think that Lucky McKee does his best work when he's doing kind of character stuff like this. I think that um, whether it be kind of like um, you kind of Angela Bettis's May in May yeah. and things like that, I think, um, and kind of like some of the family stuff that you see in the woman and stuff like that, I think that he does very well with kind of weaving familial conflict into a horror scenario. I think that he's always been very good at that. And I think that this sounds like a natural extension of everything he's done up to this point. Uh, I'm a really, really big fan of the guy's work. I'm really sorry that he's not going to be there as a guest because I was one of those things where I would just like to blindside him and bend his ear about how great I think he is for a while.
0: Jesus. Can- I'd be looking across the, the room and I'd just see Lucky McKee trying to edge away from you while you've got him locked in your arm grip. <laughs> yeah, um, this is
1: the, which is like I think I think me and Mitch Harrod were about thirty seconds off having that happen to us when Joseph Kahn came over uh, with Bodied last year and we accosted him outside the cinema and just shouted at him for yeah, like two look- minutes about how much we liked attention <laughs> yeah there's there's a looks spoke- pretty uncomfortable in the photo yeah there's the, the, the photo of me mitch and joseph can does have the feel of a hostage situation <laughs> um but yeah no so um a
0: friendly one <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, one of those convivial hostage situations that you get no like um uh yeah but i think kindred spirits really sounds like something i'm gonna love and uh from a filmmaker whose work that i generally love yeah. Um, so I think it's probably a nice one to end on for me uh, because it's uh, I just think I've got a really, really good feeling about it and I love the guy's work and um, it was probably top of the things that I really wanted to be here and I can't wait to see it.
0: But I, I, So I
1: guess that's just about all we have to say on our Fritty Fest preview.
0: Yeah, it's also worth mentioning that this is the very fucking tip of the iceberg in terms of what's on. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's... there's- Seventy odd films on. You've also got uh, a Q and A and a signing with Dario Argento. Argento. You've got a screening of Tenebrae. You've got, I mean, you've got the original Rabbit there. As yeah, well. and like, then the Rabbit's playing.
1: The Soska's Rabbit is playing, and they're there with it. as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, the, the Arrow Video podcast are there. They're doing a live show. Yeah, there's uh, something won't be as for funny everyone as there. ours, but <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah. No. I say that, I just, I love Sam and Dan's show Yeah, it's so, great So uh, yeah, uh, those guys are there Last year they had amazing guests They had Issa Lopez, they had Barbara Crampton And I think they had Jen Wexler Yeah, that's true uh, So it'd be really cool to see who they've got this year There's so much going on The
1: Duke Mitchell film party, yeah, all this stuff
0: The karaoke on the Sunday at the at, at the Phoenix
1: Yeah, this, this is obviously And also we've named the films that we are both most excited for When we come out the other side of this thing Some of these will probably be amongst the best some of them might be amongst the worst. We'll also be talking yeah, about films that I feel are... a bit like
0: that with I'm a bit <laughs> worried about that we but We're
1: also we'll have been blindsided by films in the Discovery screens, so like we'll come away with a whole different thing and uh I can't wait for it this year. I think it's gonna be amazing. And again, hats off to Paul McAvoy, Greg Day, Alan Jones, and Ian Ratray. They've Pulled it out of the bag in an unbelievable way this year. Yeah. And if you're going, if you're going for the first time, put yourself about and talk to people. You will never be in a more welcome atmosphere in your life.
0: The good guys to cunts ratio is firmly swung towards good guys. Oh,
1: staggeringly yeah. in favour yeah. Oh, Yeah, guys. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, that's just about it. But we would love to know if you're heading to the festival this year or if you've been doing some reading, we'd love to know what you're looking forward to. What your top tens are. Yeah, get in touch. We really love talking about this kind of thing. And uh yeah, there's loads of ways you can get in touch, and we'd love to hear from you on this. Face and Instagram, where Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC, and you can, of course, email longer considerations, which could be suitable for this, to Strong Language Violent Scenes at
0: gmail.com. However, you want to do it, just get in touch. You're such a horse for the emails. Man. I, know, like, I know, It's never going to happen. Stop trying to make emails happen. At
1: least we're getting more press stuff now. <laughs> At least we're actively uh, getting press. Yeah,
0: things. yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, tons of places you can listen. Most of them are assholes, as I've discussed. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, iTunes are doing okay, and Podbean are amazing as always. Uh, so check <laughs> <them out>. <laughs> out. Uh do, do you know ACast? Tune in Google Podcasts. They might be doing fine, but uh, I so rarely check. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I just check our Podbean numbers. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, at the end I, of the day,
1: I, yeah, I mean that's true. <laughs> thanks a lot for listening if you're heading out there I'll definitely be there for the entire time Andy may be there I as well I will be there um, but if,
0: uh, it might be harder to pin me down but if <laughs> you
1: spot either of us both of us come over say hi I will probably get really excited and buy you a pint that's, yeah, pr- that's how I these might, things tend I to go I the same I'm um, very trigger happy with a pint buying
0: I'm a sweaty tattooed guy
1: I'm just a sweaty guy
0: sure yeah and that's why we work together <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the sweat that binds us it is, it is <laughs> as the old
1: saying goes We're back for the main episode on Friday. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye.
1: You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.